The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian Wickert and Tim Holtman. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, the uh, first edition for 2024, the new year. I'm Brian Wickert. Uh, the licensed real estate broker with Acunet Realty Advisors and also the owner and president of Acunet Mortgage, along with my son-in-law this week, Tim Holman. Welcome back to the show, Tim. Thanks, Brian. Good morning and uh, happy 2024 to everybody out there listening. You bet. Hey, two two weeks in a row for you. Remember, yeah. if you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. And you can also get a podcast of today's show wherever you normally get your podcasts, like Apple or whatever the one is for people that don't have Apple, uh, <laughs> Google, probably something like that. They're on anyway, Spotify, too. So, oh, Spotify, there you go. So, Tim, uh, mortgage rates were falling nicely in the second half of December. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, now this week they went a little bit the wrong way uh, and, 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 and not helped by this last Friday's jobs report for December. Correct, yeah. Uh, and, and the reason that we care about the jobs report is that for two reasons, really. One is that if more people get jobs, uh, that increases the amount of money that people have in their checking accounts to spend on things. And if more people spend money on stuff, that increases the demand side of the old supply and demand equation. And if there's not enough supply, well, then prices could go up. And that's called inflation. Right. And inflation is the arch enemy of mortgage rates because if you're an investor who's getting the interest on a mortgage, you need the mortgage rate to be higher than the rate of inflation. So that's kind of the basic reason why interest rates have gone up the last, you know, 18 months, I guess we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and so now, and also the reason, by the way, with the Federal, that the Federal Reserve had been increasing interest rates, uh, short-term rates, remember, they do not, the Federal Reserve does not control uh long-term mortgage rates say that one more time it's it, yeah. it's worth repeating <laughs> yeah that's right the federal reserve only controls one rate which is the overnight rate that banks charge each other that's called the fed funds rate uh, and that has the most direct impact on the consumer interest rate known as the prime rate which is used to determine the rate you pay on your credit card and the rate that you pay on your home equity line of credit and so uh, that's the what what the federal reserve has but in general if Inflation is the enemy. Hey, the Federal Reserve is trying to do its thing on the short end of the interest rate curve. Well, inflation is also a concern, maybe even more so, for the long end. You know, when you're talking about a 30-year fixed rate loan, that is a long-term interest-bearing asset to somebody that's receiving the interest. Well, exactly. And I know you mentioned this last week, Brian, when you were talking about uh, you're sharing a story of a customer of discussing refinancing with her dad and, you know, are rates going to get better or or are they going to, you know, get worse? And the Fed, when they announced their anticipated two rate cuts for next year, that news is partially what caused long-term mortgage rates to improve immediately. So for everyone out there thinking that rates are going to go down, uh, you know, lockstep with the Fed rate cuts next year, that's not the case. The current rate pricing and some of the improvement we got last month 
was already because of the announcement of anticipated rate cuts in the future. So that's already kind of baked into the cake right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of that weird thing where uh, then when it actually happens, as long nothing as changes. it's in, yeah. in step with expectations, it's a nothing burger. Right? Exactly. And if well, they don't do it, the cuts, that could actually cause rates to go back up. Too. Well, and now there's a slightly diminished chance. The market was betting on a first red Fed rate cut in March. Mm. And now with the Better Jobs report, that percentage has diminished a little bit. It's still, exactly. I think, at 55% the last time I checked for okay. a Fed rate cut. But if that happens, folks, nothing should happen to long-term interest rates. Right. Because we are already anticipating that. Anyway, back to the jobs report for a second. So, so it's that fact that more money in, in people's pockets uh, it gives them more money to spend. That's inflationary, right? Mm-hmm. And and so we got a word on Friday that 216,000 new jobs were created in the month of December. That's 46,000 more jobs than mm. what economists were expecting. So that's a pretty big miss. And by the way, that number comes from a survey of big employers and also payroll companies like ADP and Paychex. Okay. Um, now, now, the market decided to largely ignore the fact that the October number was revised, was revised. by <laughs> almost exactly the same amount of 45,000 jobs. But it's like, oh, right. we're not going to pay attention to that. And by yeah. the way, November was revised down by 26,000 jobs. Uh, but it's like, we're not worried about that. So stock prices went down and interest rates went up slightly. I did an interesting little piece of math. If you take oh, the other number that I want to point to in the jobs report, for the entire year, the economy created 2.7 million new jobs. Whoa, that's big. That's a, that's a lot of jobs. On average, 225,000 a month. Mm-hmm. So if you take that 2.7 million jobs times the average hourly pay rate, which was $34 an hour, times the average work week, which is 34.3 weeks, times 52 weeks a year, that comes out to $165 billion, with a B, more dollars Whoa. flowing into the economy. So that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of All spendable right, a, money right there. A lot of spendable money. When we come back, we'll just finish up a couple nuggets on the jobs report and then we're going to and where what it did to interest rates and then we're going to come back and uh, talk about people who you're helping to buy homes here in January. Tim? Yep. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, the uh, elder. That's Tim Holdman over there, Good senior one of our senior loan consultants, and also my son-in-law, father of my two of my four grandchildren. And uh, so we we're talking about the jobs report and uh, and and that it was hotter than expected. Uh, that's one of the elements that the marketplace looks at uh, because more people employed means more money being spent. Oh, by the way, we also get a, got a glimpse at wage increases year over year. They're up 4.1% in December. Okay. So that's hotter than, you know, the Fed wants to see a 2% annualized inflation rate. So mm. the wage increase is a little hotter than that. All those the expectation was only for 3.9, so not too far off the uh, expectation. And, and the other thing that you can say is the reason why what people make matters is labor is part of every good and service. Right, you know, exactly. We buy as consumers. So bottom line is the, the interest rate markets, including mortgage rates, did not like uh, the report uh, on the jobs because it was better than expected. And so we ended the week, if you wanted to... Uh, 
put down 25% and you were buying the median-priced home in the five-county Milwaukee area, which ended the year, by the way, and we'll have a little wrap-up of MLS uh, home sale data later in the show, the median sales price in, in the five-county southeastern Wisconsin metro area ended the year at 310000 So if you're putting 25% down and borrowing $232,000 at the end of uh, this past week, low overhead Acunet could offer you a 6.99 rate with no points, um, or a 6.5 rate if you were willing to pay a one and a quarter points. And Tim, okay. what are points and what points yeah, are? Uh, points are prepaid interest, which I try to avoid using the word points and the word prepaid interest when describing it to customers, because basically all you're doing is you're raising your hand and saying, I want to spend more at closing as a one-time investment, for lack of a better word, uh, in order to buy down my rate and therefore pay a little bit less on my monthly mortgage payment due to the lower interest rate. And it's just a matter of, you know, it's a couple factors. A, how much money do you have to spend in total? Uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I want to put $20,000 down. And what they really mean is I want to put $20,000, you know, to the closing table in total, not just my down payment, but my all in, you know, nut that I'm bringing to the closing table. So part of that discussion that I have with almost every customer who has an accepted offer is, okay, where do you think rates are headed in the next couple of years? And do you think it's worth spending more at closing to save a little bit every month on your mortgage payment? Because eventually you'll save that you know, investment back, but it takes several years. And if you refinance the mortgage due to rates naturally coming down on their own, you may not make that money back. Uh, if you don't have the mortgage long enough. so it, Well, and in fact, on the numbers I just gave, hey, if you were going to pay up to get that 6.5 rate, which, by the way, mm -hmm. i got to say the annual percentage rate is 6.66%, uh, and, and that's because you take the cost of the points or interest paid up front and you spread it out over yeah. all 30 years, uh, whereas the 6.99 rate has an annual percentage rate of 7.02. Well, that break-even point, the difference in the payment is 75 bucks a month. Okay, and, and what's so, the dollar amount, the points, oh, the, the dollar actual dollar amount? is $2,667 difference okay. between, you know, choice A and B. So it happens to take exactly three years to make back that go. extra money that you would pay up front. Yeah. So over a 30-year mortgage, obviously you'll save way more if you pay points and go with that 6.5% rate, but no one keeps a 30-year fixed mortgage for that full 30-year period. So it's a question of, do you think in the next three years, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, are rates going to come down enough to where you refinance? And most people would probably say yes to that question right now because we're optimistic that we've hopefully, fingers crossed, hit that high point in, in rates when rates were tickling the upper sevens or low eights. You know, even though we've seen a little bit of a rate increase in the last week, you know, getting a 699, that's still quite a bit better than it was when we were at our, oh our peak gosh. in we October or November. Yeah. At 8%. Basically. Yeah. So we're, we're still down a full percentage point in a relatively short amount of time, which is great. Correct. And now, by the way, the next big economic number coming out is this coming Wednesday, January 11th at 8.30 a.m. The government will tell us what inflation was as measured by the Consumer Price Index, or CPI. Uh -huh. By the way, I should also mention that our special first-time homebuyer rate for on a 30-year fixed rate, uh, this is for Wisconsin first-time buyers only, is still at 6.125%. And that will have a higher APR depending on how your credit score is. Uh, which will impact the cost of the PMI, but it might be as low as 6.35. Mm -hmm. 
And that really rate is comes with no points. You can achieve that with paying no points at all, just standard closing costs plus uh, an extra $500 review fee for that particular program. But that's right, still right. no points. S- smoking good deal. Yeah. All right, when we come back, Tim, uh, you said you had a couple of home buyers recently get accepted offers on new construction, which comes with its own little kind of set of mm, things to be aware of. You are listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. We're back, and thanks for tuning in again this uh, first Sunday of January in 2024. Hey, go Packers tonight. I'll be rooting for them. And oh uh, anyway, t- uh, Tim, uh, we're talking about kicking off the new year. You have had a couple of home buyers lately uh, buying new construction, uh, spec homes, as they're called. Tell us about that. Yeah, I've noticed an interesting trend because, I mean, obviously people buying spec homes from builders isn't a new thing. But what is a new development, in my opinion, is I've had three customers recently in the span of the last couple of months that are all first time home buyers that are buying mm-hmm. new home builds. And in the past, I mostly saw that as a kind of a move up build, you know, scenario yeah. where maybe uh, it was a second, you know, primary purchase yeah. or a yeah, third, moved, right? Yeah. So yeah. the the uh, you know it makes sense with inventory being such a challenge right now, but more first time home buyers are considering buying uh, a new home build from a builder as as an option. What's the price range that these people are in? It's got to be over four hundred. Yeah, it's uh, spanned from, I think the the cheapest one was in the low fours, uh, up to the mid fives was the most expensive one. Okay, so these are above average, if you will, above above average income first-time homebuyers. But, you know, people are waiting. I think I read that the average first-time homebuyer age is now something like 36 years old. That's a good point. People are kind of established in their careers, and if you have two income earners, that's seems plausible all right so what do you have to remember when you're when you're buying a new construction home is there anything different versus you're buying that you know 100 year old house in uh, in Wauwatosa <laughs> absolutely and that's why I wanted to bring this up is because uh, there's a, a, a couple different things uh, that are are unique and different about buying a new home build so the first thing is the whole process is most likely going to take way longer if you're buying an existing home a lot of times we can do the whole process in the span of maybe three or four weeks, you know, maybe a yeah. month and a half on the lawn end of things. But if it's a new home build, you got to wait for that build to be completed. And a lot of times my customers are writing offers either on just specs alone or just the frame of the home is built and they're still waiting for a, a vast majority of the completion to happen. So I just had a customer earlier this week that I talked to. They got an accepted offer on a, uh, a new home build with Carrick Homes and that estimated completion date isn't going to be until the end of May. So oh. we're, we're looking at, you know, easily five months where they're under contract. They know they're going to buy this home, but there's going to be a lot of just sitting around and waiting. You know, we're going to work okay. on getting the loan approved, but still too early to even lock in the rate environment. Uh, obviously, you know, they're just kind of waiting for that bill to, to progress over the next couple months. So that's, you know, thing number one is just be aware the whole process is going to take way longer than normal. Typically, which because uh, a lot of times, isn't it true? Hey, maybe you get to make some final selections. You know, may, maybe the countertops haven't been put in or the cabinet finishes or stuff like that. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, the second thing that I think is helpful to know if you're a first time home buyer buying a new home build is if you're not putting 20 percent down, you're going to be required to escrow for your property taxes and insurance, which is just a fancy way of saying you're going to 
set aside one twelfth of those anticipated bills into your uh, monthly mortgage payment. So that way, when the bills come due, the money's already saved up. But with a new home build, and maybe we'll spend more time in the next segment because this is a complicated topic here, but um, we have to set up the escrow based on what we anticipate the property taxes will be after the reassessment of the property happens. Because right right now the tax bill is literally on a plot of dirt. So the municipality obviously has uh, dirt cheap property taxes, no pun intended. But eventually they're going to be aware of a shiny, brand new, nice property on that uh, on that land and then the tax bill is going to go way up so when we are escrowing so obviously some customers maybe don't escrow if they're putting more than 20 percent down but if they are escrowing right on day one we have to set up that escrow based on what we expect the taxes to go up to in the future um and there's a calculation that you know i, I let customers know that it's not like we're just throwing a dart at a wall we're you know sure. there's, there's we, some logic we get to the- it tax rate from the local municipality called the mill rate or how many right. dollars per thousand of fair of uh, assessed value and mm-hmm. then you have to know what's the difference between what they're taxing you at the assessed value versus the fair market value because those are frequently slightly different mm-hmm. you know maybe the municipality is only taxing you at 95 percent of the fair market right. value of the home Okay, yeah, the assessed so value in this last one was eighty-seven percent, which wasn't uh, oh, wasn't too shabby. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, right. so, so we go through that calculation for two reasons. One, we want to make sure you qualify and you can afford what that future property tax payment exactly, is going to be because it's coming. Yeah. Yep. And then we also need to set aside the money, like we know that that's going to happen. All right, right. So I think do you have any? You have more meat on uh, on this uh, topic to share? Some more topics after the news. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are the two big ones, but there's a couple other smaller things that we could get to in the next segment for sure. Okay. And then we also, uh, after the news, let's get to the uh, total year and also December uh, home sales statistics for the five-county metropolitan area. We'll get to that, but right now it's time to turn it over to the 24-hour news center. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to today's show. Uh, Tim, before the news, we were just talking a little bit about uh, new construction that you're doing. I have two questions okay. uh, about that. Uh, what about landscaping and, and driveway? Because those are two <laughs> things that, you know, when you buy an existing home, it's got a driveway, and yeah. it has some kind of landscaping. But when you're doing new construction, uh, sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, we're not going to put in that driveway for a year, or right. maybe they are. And then the other thing that comes up is landscaping. What are you seeing these first-time homebuyers experiencing on those two topics? Well, there's a seasonality piece to it, obviously, because, you know, if they're buying a new home build and it's set to close in January or February, you know, obviously landscaping isn't going to be part of that, at least not done pre-close because, you know, we're in winter in Wisconsin. Uh, the most recent example, the one we were just talking about where the closing is going to be end of May, the driveway is part of that contract. And actually, it's funny you should mention that because it wasn't included in the original listing that I looked up. And they agreed upon a purchase price that was about 15K higher than the list okay. and then added the driveway into the contract. So they sort of baked it into a new higher purchase price. Uh, so that contract is stating as such that the driveway is definitely going to be done before closing and the buyers are expecting that you know, in, in okay. this scenario. And driveways are not cheap, especially if they're made out of cement, just by the right. way. So that's like yeah. a, a real thing. 
a real cost. So sure. uh, one other tip is, yeah, if it's in the contract, it's got to get done before closing. Is you exactly. know from a mortgage lender's perspective, unless yeah. it's weather related. I've had a couple of those in the past. Uh, you know, like oh yeah, you're closing in February, and you know you can't get the <laughs> grass in until you know May. Right when it warms yeah, up and, enough, stuff like and that. even so that then, can... I mean, there's only certain things that Fannie Mae will allow an escrow holdback for, even if it's weather related. You know, I had, right. and we don't have to get off on this tangent if you don't want to, but I had two septic related issues on prior purchases. Mm-hmm. Ironically, both of them happened to be in Minnesota, oddly enough, but um, they the agents just assumed an escrow holdback would be okay. But no. a septic is on that list of Fannie Mae's radar where it's like, that's a safety issue. If the septic yeah, is truly broken, safety. right, yeah. or if it's you leaking need to play, yeah. you need, fecal you need matter all over. To be you know? Yeah, exactly. So they, you know, uh, again, we don't have to get into it, but maybe that's a topic for another show. Uh, agents, please don't just assume that you can escrow holdback for anything at any time. Because it, the each it, you got to take it on a case by case basis in terms of right. what the issue like, is. Like a roof, a roof uh, repair is an example of mm-hmm. one where okay, hey, you're in January now. We don't happen to have any snow yet, and maybe that would allow a roofer to do their job. But you can't put a new roof on if there's snow on the right. roof. Right. At least exactly. Not not any roofer that I know. So that's an example of something. <laughs> okay, we could do an escrow holdback for that. Yeah. And then that's yeah. typically at is it 120 percent now of the quoted price. Yep. It depends on who holds the escrow. Uh, if it's the title company or if it's, uh, you know, us as the lender holding it, but yeah, generally okay. 120%. All right. Well, anyway, so, so new construction, you're seeing some, interestingly, that's a sign of inventories tight, right? And, 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 yeah. and unlike other parts of the country, we don't have any first time home buyer, typical first time home buyer, new construction, uh, being built. Because our new construction in southeastern Wisconsin typically starts in the 400s. Right. Uh, but to your point, your, I mean, my yeah. first time home buyers are in their mid to upper 30s. And, uh, you know, if, if the, those people are out there who have waited that long and want to jump into that price range, uh, don't yeah. be afraid to consider, you know, spec homes from, from builders because yep. so there are definite be, advantages to that. Be happy to help you do that. Uh, for sure at Accident Mortgage. All right, so now let's turn the page and start talking about, hey, how did the housing market do in 2023? And one of the headlines is that not as bad as I expected. Mm. Um, Home sale, the total number of single-family detached homes and condominiums, so I'm not counting three-unit properties or even duplexes, Uh, the total uh, number of sales handled by a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors, 16,838. Okay. Now, that was 3,650 less, fewer, than in 2022. So an 18% decrease Sure. uh, in the number of sales. You know, for a while there, like at the beginning of the year, we were clipping along and sales were like 25% less, you know, kind mm-hmm. of in that range. So we had a relatively better second half of the yeah. year. The rate shock probably did. wore off a little bit for some people. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. remember, it was last year that it was kind of 
ugly where rates you know had gone up late in 2022 kind of the opposite of what we of had this now, year, this year yeah. where rates actually came down <laughs> yeah. um all right so let, let's get back to that a little bit more it's time for one more break here you're listening to the accident mortgage and realty show on the biggest stick in the state, which means it has the largest broadcast area, in case you ever wondered. Uh, that's called AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'm Brian Wickert, uh, the president and owner of Accident Mortgage and licensed broker with Accident Realty Advisors. That's Tim Holden over there, my son-in-law. Hello, hello. One of our super senior loan consultants at Accident Mortgage. And uh, we are just talking about how, how did the market fare in southeastern Wisconsin real estate-wise? And the answer is down 18% in terms of number of sales compared to 2022. And then the other thing that we can say is uh, listings, because that's the supply side of the equation. That was only off 15% compared to 2022. Uh, We had 20,275 new single-family detached and condo listings come onto the market in 2023. Um, And uh, there weren't very many that came on the market in December, Tim. Only 779 (laughs) new listings hit the market in Understandable. December December is a slow month, even in, you know, even in good rate environments, December is kind of a slow month. Well, that's down 45 listings compared to December 2022. But if you go back to a pre-COVID year, Mm. uh, like 2019, there's a thousand. Okay. So, you know, we, we are off, you know, from the yeah. Grace and I, uh, our, Grace and ours uh, old house was one of those listings uh, that, oh, that in, year in December. Yep. In 2019. Yeah. And that sold yeah, pretty quickly, didn't it? I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Couple, couple offers. And I think yeah. we showed it a weekend and it was gone. Yeah. All right. So, so um, uh, uh, what's another nugget I can tell you? So the median sales price was 310000 uh, for the entire year, and that is up $24,000 from okay. the prior year on a percentage basis that's 8%. And, you know, I just asked you uh, while we were on the break, if you are seeing any trends this time of year relative to, are people having to pay uh, over asking price uh, like the, like they did for the most of twenty Most of the year. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, this is only my small sliver of data as, as a personal loan consultant. So, uh, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of overbidding. Uh, I'm seeing, you know, most of my accepted offers come in either at or slightly under the list price. Now, as David likes to say, the listing price is a made up number anyways. So just because customers are getting their offers accepted for maybe at or under list, that doesn't mean home values are going down folks. You know, the generally, home values are still going up and 8% year over year is a pretty healthy clip. But I don't even think that's, that's not even as egregious as maybe some people who don't look at the data think it is. Some people are thinking, oh my gosh, homes are going up 20% value, you know, year over year. So it's, you know, 8% is a nice healthy increase. Right. And remember, that's not a perfect number either, because it does not take into account the size, square footage, number of bathrooms, number of bedrooms. It's just, hey, of all the homes that sold, what was the median sales price? Now, you had mentioned something else I want to come back to. Speaking of real estate agents and realtors and commissions, you said one of your new construction uh, buyers was surprised about something. Yeah, it was, we were 
doing the deep dive, you know, mortgage pastoring phone call. And at one point, you know, I paused to take some questions and he said, Tim, he's like, my, my realtor told me this and I actually can't believe it. So I want to check with you. And he's like, as a first time home buyer, I recognize I, I just don't know any better. My realtor said, I don't have to pay them any of their commission for helping me buy this house. And I know they're getting paid 2%, which this was on a, I think a 550 ish thousand dollar home purchase. Okay. So he did that math. He's like, that's a lot of money that my realtor's making. I don't have to pay for any of that. And I said, I appreciate the question. I know it sounds too good to be true, but as it sits right now, that is entirely correct. The seller is taking that out of their net proceeds to pay your agent, and they're doing the same thing with their own realtor. You know, So there's a big yeah. cut of proceeds that the seller is losing out on going to pay the, the two different real estate agents involved in the transaction. But it's baked said, into wow. the price. It's baked into the price of the it, house. Yes, right. When right. you're selling yeah. a house and you're asking a certain price, you know you're saying, okay, you know, I'm going to sell it for five hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You know that you're going to pay a real estate commission, as it stands right now. But this, we talked about this last month. There are lawsuits that have been um, settled. They're going to get appealed. That yeah. says nope. The seller should not pay for the buyer's real estate commission. And so that is something that may very well change in the future. However, it it could, my hunch is that the new world is going to be such that it's like, okay, yes, Mr. Buyer, you have to pay your own real estate commission, but it's still going to be okay to ask the seller to pay for it. So it's going to be form over substance, but it's going to, you know, a seller doesn't have to agree. Maybe in the future world, the seller, it's not going to be the standard practice that the seller yeah, agrees it, to pay just, for the I mean, change but. happens slowly, and I told my customers, hey, there is stuff happening out in the world. It's not going to happen in uh, a month or two, so it's kind of not going to affect your transaction. But, right. yeah, I think there's going to be some changes to that you know, gradually over time for sure. All right. So, uh, and we think, by the way, that, or at least I think, 2024 is going to be very similar to 2023 in terms of the number of I, home sales. I All right. Agree. When we come yeah. back in our, for our last segment of the show, Tim, you said you had uh, a situation uh, where somebody's looking at buying a home in northern Wisconsin, and we've yes. got some options for them to consider. We'll cover that when we come back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. All right. Welcome back. We're all having a good time on the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show, AM620 WTMJ. I am Senior Loan Consultant Tim Holdman, joined by uh, Chief Honesty Officer Brian Wickard. Uh, Brian, uh, before break, you mentioned I, I talked to a customer earlier this week. Uh, that has they're contemplating a scenario that's fairly common in our neck of the woods. He wants to buy his dream uh, second home up north in the north woods, somewhere okay. ideally on water. Uh, and eventually, when he retires in a few years, he'd like to move up there and make it his primary residence. But sure. for now, it's going to be a second home, vacation home, pop up there over the weekend, you know, things like that. Uh, so he said, Tim. Do you do those mortgages on second second homes? I said, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Fannie Mae does have some different requirements in terms of down payment, reserves, things like that. The rates are a little bit higher because logically Fannie Mae thinks that's a riskier mortgage to do on a home that isn't your primary residence. Um, but we do those loans. Oh, and, let me say uh, this. No, yeah. I, I think they're just trying to soak people. 
I don't think that they're <laughs> They probably don't actually want to do them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they're, so they make the rules, though. And so they say, yeah, you're going to pay a little bit of a premium. And we can make the rate difference go away by having you pay money up front called points. But anyway, go on. So, so you got yeah. you got a slightly less favorable pricing if we put the loan on the vacation home up north. Or, Correct. Or, and I said, all right, uh, Mr. Customer, that, that's excellent. Have you considered another maybe possibly better way? I said, do you, obviously, do you own your home uh, in the southeastern Wisconsin? He said, yes. I said, do you have a, a mortgage on your primary home? And he said, no, actually. I've paid that off a couple years ago. My primary home is free and clear. Oh. I said, congratulations. That's amazing. I said, I would actually recommend pulling some cash equity out of your primary home to buy that second home up north in cash. And here's a couple of reasons why I think that's a way better execution of, of his goal. Number one, the interest rate's going to be better because it's going to yeah. be a mortgage tied to your uh, primary I home. Remember. And I've yep. heard David say many times, if it's all borrowed money at the end of the day, why wouldn't you want to borrow it at the lowest rate possible? The cheaper rate, yeah. Also, then you can present yourself as a cash buyer on the up north property, which is huge. I mean, there's lots of competition. A lot of people want to get their own little slice of paradise up there. And if you're a cash buyer, you can close faster and you're going to be way more desirable to the sellers, right? Sure. The cash buyer is the best thing out there. Also, then if there's any lendability issues with the property itself, maybe you want to buy a rustic hunting cabin or a manufactured home or right. something that Fannie Mae doesn't like, it's not an issue anymore because that mortgage right. isn't actually tied to the up north property. It's tied to your primary home, your plain Jane, single family, sure. super safe, lendable property. Um, he loved all those explanations. And then, you know, the other thing I said in his case, he's not like, he's, he's not giving up a 3% rate on his primary right, mortgage. Right. He, that's, because it's, that's a, yep, that is the yeah. nice thing. But Tim, I have an objection. He won't <laughs> okay. be able to deduct the interest because under the 2017 Tax Reform Act, uh, taking equity out, whether it's on a home equity line of credit or a refinance of a first mortgage, the interest on that loan is no longer tax deductible. Mm -hmm. uh, my answer to that, and I'll say I'm not a licensed tax advisor, but my answer would be unless you itemize your property or you itemize your tax deductions, it actually doesn't matter. Because if you're taking right. the standard deduction, which I think for a married couple filing jointly is like 27000 or something it's like huge, that. yeah. Yeah, you're not going to have a, a pro. You're, you're never going to actually see a difference in your tax returns, anyways. That that's and yeah. nobody understands. There are very few people realize that. Right. That, very few um, people itemize. I think actually. Well, at the end of the I, day. I, yeah. I will look up the percentages and report that back <laughs> on the next show. Yeah, but it's yeah. fewer and fewer. So so, the, so the, what about timing though? Because you don't want to borrow this money too early. How are you going to handle right. that? And that was the last thing is that I I kind of said like this is almost like a bridge loan but it's like a it's like the golden gate bridge loan it's a lawn bridge loan right yeah. <laughs> because it's years you know, gonna, not months yeah, exactly and and he was very comfortable with that because the payment was manageable it's a fixed rate he could still refinance this if rates go down in the short term but you know he's got about 3 or 4 years left before he wants to retire uh, and then he's going to sell his current primary home pay that mortgage off when he sells yeah. And then he's going to have no mortgage on the new, you know, on his new primary, anyways, because he was a which cash is probably his goal. If his if he exactly. has his current primary mortgage paid in full, right. he's not like me, where you know I love my product. I want to have a mortgage <laughs> on my vacation home. I want to have a mortgage on my primary residence. All the mortgages. Know, I eat the home cooking, and, yeah. and and that's because you know in my heart I believe I can 
take the money that I'm not using to pay off my mortgage, give it to my investment advisor, and earn mm-hmm. more uh, than my interest rate. Exactly. Luckily, yeah. I don't have an interest rate at 7 or 7.5%. It's lower than that. So, right. you know, it's all relative. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today's show. Tim, thanks for joining me to co-host today's show. It's always fun My to pleasure. have you on. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Accident Mortgage and Accident Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.